Welcome to Malicious Mamas, a podcast dedicated to an all-female perspective on lore, legends, and the creatures of the insomnia-driven fears you have at 3am. I am your host, Mickey Mandiola. Here on Mamas, I strive to cover a variety of topics, from pirates to creatures to serial killers. I've always been fascinated with the world of mythology, so even though we have touched on mythology of the Norse and the Greeks, today we dive into my personal favorite, ancient Egypt. Stay tuned here for a tale of magic, feminine power, and a dismembered deity. Without further ado, let's get down to the business. This week's topic is Egyptian goddess Isis. Starting out as a rather obscure goddess, Isis soon rose through the ranks to become one of the most important deities of ancient Egypt. Known as the goddess with 10,000 names, Isis also goes by Aset or Iset, just to name a few. As the goddess of motherhood, fertility, marriage, magic, and medicine, Isis became the ultimate personification of feminine power. Isis also encompassed the powers of other goddesses, like Sekhmet, a warrior goddess of healing, and Hathor, the goddess of joy, music, feminine love, and motherhood. Her name translates from the Greek form of the Egyptian word for throne. This explains what Isis became, the queen of the gods. Along with her ruling partner Osiris, Isis became a widely worshipped deity by the first millennium BCE. It was said that the goddess queen was part of the Ennead of Heliopolis, a family of nine gods descended from the creator god Atum or Ra. Her siblings were Set, Neptus, and her partner Osiris. These siblings were the last generation of the Ennead born to the goddess of the sky, Nut, and the god of the earth, Geb. First mentioned in the Old Kingdom from 2686 to 2181 BCE, in what is referred to as the Osiris myth, Isis really shows listeners the strength of her power. In this story, Set, the brother of Isis and a god in his own right, murders his brother Osiris and usurps his throne. Many variations of the tale also claim that the murderer god dismembered his brother's corpse into 14 pieces. Isis and her sister Nephthys searched for the missing pieces, but only came up with 13 as a Nile creature happened to devour the last piece. Missing her partner, Isis was the perfect picture of a mourning widow. In fact, there were funerary texts that included speeches from the goddess queen that depicted her sorrow over Osiris's death, her sexual desire for her partner, 
and anger that he had left her alone. Using these three strong emotions, along with her magic, Isis was able to resurrect Osiris. With this, they were able to conceive their son, Horus. According to ancient Egyptian funerary rites, with the birth of their son, Isis successfully ensured Osiris could endure his new permanent home in the underworld. By producing a son, the pair made it possible for funeral rites to be carried out for the slain god, as a child was needed to do so. With this story, Isis was revered as a magical, powerful being. In other tales, she used these abilities and her wisdom to get her way on multiple occasions. One story explained how she managed to give her son Horus the power of the sun god Ra. Ra had become old, so old in fact that spit dribbled down from his mouth uncontrollably. Isis seized this opportunity and used some of Ra's spit mixed with earth to create a serpent, which then bit the sun god. Desiring desperately to be healed, Ra agreed to give Isis his secretive real name for the healing goddess to work her magic. Once he was healed, Isis then used this upper hand to make Ra abdicate his throne, thus making Horus the new king of the gods. When Isis secured her position as a powerful deity, temples were built in her honor. The temple at Philae was the most popular as the center for Egyptians and their neighboring Nubians to worship the mother goddess. It was said that her power was greater than all of the other gods. She had the ability to protect the Egyptian kingdom from enemies, govern the skies as well as the natural world, and had complete power over the concept of fate. When the Hellenistic period rolled in during 323 to 30 BCE and the Greeks conquered Egypt, Isis's story changed. She now ruled alongside a new god named Serapis, who took the place of her partner Osiris. Isis also took on the traits of other Greek gods, such as the invention of marriage and the new fact that she protected all ships at sea. In the end, it was the rise of Christianity in the 4th and 5th centuries CE that concluded Isis's rule. Now, in Western culture, the goddess is most often associated with modern paganism and worshipped as feminine divinity, along with being the personification of nature. This proves that although she is no longer regarded as the all-powerful being she once was, she still remains a powerful figure of female strength. On that note, let's conclude this episode. If you have any suggestions on mamas you'd like me to cover or a spooky tale to share, please send an email to maliciousmamas at gmail.com. 
If you're looking for more mamas in your life, follow Malicious Mamas on both Instagram and Twitter. Also, if you could rate, comment, and subscribe to Malicious Mamas on your favorite podcast app, it would really help to get the show out there, and I would greatly appreciate the feedback. Until next time, keep it real, mamas. <laughs>